When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Chill, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Caps fans, we've got an incredible episode for you, as always. It'll be a Thursday segment-based episode the Hockey Troll Hip Check is going to cover um, the recent acquisition by the Philadelphia Flyers of John Tortorella. Uh, I personally am in on this. I think it's a good move for the Flyers. And um, we'll, we'll just dive into it. What's snack time with Polly Cupcakes going to be like, Polly? I'm talking about Jack Johnson. Just got his degree. Um, just going to talk about him going back to school um, and a little bit about his career and why I like him. Yeah, and, and, you know, his smash hit, Banana Pancakes. Love that song. What a bop. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, let's uh, let's pop some tabs and get into it. What do you think? Let's do it. One, two, three. Uh, Polly, before we get into it, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I told you a couple times, maybe once in the past, that I bought new golf clubs. Oh, I don't. I don't remember you telling me that. Tell me about it. Really? Oh, okay. Well, I. Of course, I'll tell you about it. Um, <laughs> I so I uh, I bought them and <clears throat> went out, played with them uh, the for for the first time on the actual course. I've only I just I hit the range once and then I was like I need to get out there and just see how these things play. Um, much more consistently, I'll tell you that. Uh, and a little bit more confidence-inspiring. I'm not spraying the ball to the right as much anymore uh, with my irons. And um, so I've now played with them twice, and I went to a course I've never played before, or I played like half of it, and then we got rained out. Um, I ended up shooting a 102, but the greens were crazy in this course, and uh, the first, like the front nine, I I just fell apart, Uh, you know, Breakfast ball. It was early in the morning. Well, early in the morning for me is like 10. So getting out there at 10 was a little rough. Um, but once I got into the groove of things, you know, back nine, I shot under 50. I mean, I think that's that that for me is a win. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a, it's a good uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, way, way to save the day. That was yeah. a phrase, not a word. Yeah. And, you know, the guy I was playing with, we were pretty close in score. But, like, again, in the front nine, he was running away with it. Like, I think he had me by, like, six six or seven strokes. Um, he ended up beating me by two. 
but that's still a pretty good comeback. Yeah, it is. You know, you didn't give up, and we're all proud of you for that. <laughs> but, dude, these fucking sticks are so sick. 100% 10 out of 10 would recommend the Cleveland CBX Full Face uh, wedges. I have a 60 and a 56. If you're, look, if you're shopping wedges right now, I've got them weighted to a D4. Like, you definitely need to check them out. Definitely need to check them out. They're like fucking butter. Oversized lambkin grips. So sick. Definitely the highlight of the purchase. Well, I'm happy for you. Yeah. And the tailor-made stealths are sick too. So, you know, there's that. Speaking of awesome sticks and stealths, how about Bauer bringing back the Easton Synergy? So, dude, I saw that. That's sick. Um, and But here's the thing that I, I don't get. Is Easton Hockey not owned by Easton Hockey anymore? Like, what's going on with that? I don't know. Let's uh, look at that. Because, I mean, it seems like it's still – or maybe – I thought maybe CCM bought them out. That's I thought um, I thought CCM bought Easton at some point. Yeah, but maybe um, I don't know. Maybe they sold the rights to that stick. That's dumb. Um, Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So if anyone's watching or when you listen, if you know the answer, I'm not getting. I'm not gonna research this yeah. mid podcast. So. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know how they came into the rights of this beautiful stick, but in my opinion, this stick is the OG. You know, this seemed to be like the the first elite stick coming into the new era of sticks, getting away from the woodies. Funny yeah. enough, my first two Eastern Synergies were one-piece woodies, um, but <laughs> then then I got an actual... <clears throat> an actual Easton uh, Synergy stick. But this Easton Synergy just so much member berries for me. Dude, no doubt. Um, you know, so funny enough, this whole one-piece stick technology, when Easton came out with it, it was actually just two a two-piece stick that they'd created to made the blade really light and then just put like a fiberglass wrap around it. Um that's, that may be how they make them today still, but I feel like technology is a little bit farther advanced. Um, but this one, the one piece stick, man, one piece composites gave everyone from the NHL on down a shot at that point. Um, you know, the only thing that's more iconic is the Easton Z bubble. Huh. And, but then you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to two piece tech there. That's dated. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Synergy was definitely the groundbreaking thing. All the kids had to have it. I worked in a pro shop at the time, and I, I was like so against it for the longest time. And then I didn't have a one piece stick until like college, maybe. I don't even know. Definitely not in high school. Um, I always had um, Z Bubble Lust and never got it. Uh, I had a I had an Easton Cyclone though, which was like a rounded. They had like a, a rounded stick. It was a little bit more round than than the square Z bubble. Um, in any case, shit was sweet. 
Well, yeah, I mean, for a while there, you would buy shaft and blade separate. You could mix and match right. different sticks and everything, and it it seemed like I don't know, maybe the last ten years, it, you're you're not you very you very rarely see a shaft in a yeah. pro shop. I mean, there'll be blades, so you can fix and um, you know replace it on a stick you broke. But yeah, you're not just walking in and seeing blades in one basket and staffs in the or shafts in the other and create a stick. But back when the synergy came out, you know, I think you had the option of buying them separate or in one piece. <clears throat> yeah, so <clears throat> that's that's a good point. I had um and and you know, when you working in a pro shop, obviously, like you had this big like candle of glue and you know, you had to build these sticks or guys that would come in and like wanna want to buy the two piece and then synergy had a two piece as well that they launched kind of simultaneous. It was, I think they launched it after the one piece. So it was kind of like a backlash. The market like was like, Oh, new technology this is bullshit. This ticks $250 yeah. fucking crazy. And my kids going out here and snapping them in fucking half. It's $250. I could have just replaced the blade, you know? Um, my my stupid ass kids using this on the fucking driveway like he's like I made a fucking money you know what I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I mean uh, definitely cool and and of course synergy was the first broke into the market and then Bauer and CCM followed suit I never really liked the CCM vector which was like the first one piece and then the Bauer one pieces were so incredibly stiff dude and I yeah. remember. I tweeted this like a couple months ago when Chris Pronger is out here talking about his financial advice and shit. <laughs> I never um, would have expected Chris Pronger to be doing that when I saw him in the Bauer catalog. I guess back in the day they would send you like the print catalogs for all of the products. This stick that I could barely like just – I could barely get it to bend when I was off skates just trying to like test the flex. It was like a fucking board and – I like there's a, there was a picture of Chris Pronger taking a slap shot with uh with the Bauer stick and this fucking stick is torqued nearly in half his his hands are like a good like foot in front of the blade and it's right when he's making contact with ice and and me and the other guys at the pro shop would just look at that and be like Jesus Christ like I cannot believe <laughs> that um yeah that's why those things come in 100 miles an hour yeah yeah, absolute piss missile. So interesting stuff, man. Yeah, I, I, are you gonna buy one? <laughs> um, we got big boy well, money I, now. We got big boy money yeah, now. We got adult money and shit. I might. I mean, maybe maybe not right away, but I I wouldn't think that they're gonna with the popularity of it. I wouldn't think it's a limited edition. I, I feel like they'll keep it around for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. It, I've I've got to think that that's going to fly off the shelves and then all these little like beer league beer league is going to be inundated with it. Let's just say that. And then all the little yeah. shitty kids are going to be like, what's a synergy? And it's like, shut the hell up. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like like adults with Pokemon stuff, whether it's Pokemon Go or cards or whatever. It's like <laughs> kids today may like some of them might like it, but it's it's like we're we have our money now and so we're going to buy the things we wish we could when we were kids. Yeah, and that's and that's literally what I think I'm going to do. Yeah. Because I don't think I ever I don't think I ever had a synergy. I 
I had the two wooden ones we bought together, uh, an orange one and a yellow one, both the right-handed Joe Sackett curve. Those are the dollar store brand, dollar store yeah. brand synergies. Yeah. And then I ended up with a silver one that was a two-piece. That nice. one, I got that my second year of travel hockey, eighth grade. Okay. And, and it drastically increased my shot. Yeah. Like, more, more accurate, came in harder. I mean, I had more goals as a defenseman with the new synergy than I did play in left wing the previous year with Wood. <laughs> it was all the stick. It wasn't you Definitely. at all. No, it was the stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm probably going to buy one. I, I hope that they do a non-grip. So all the sticks that I find anymore are like just super tacky and grippy. And that's fine. Like I've gotten used to it, but I never liked it back in the day. Like I never liked the grip. Um, I, I get like why that you can like grip it and rip it a little bit better, but I like to like, you know, be able to, I like the like zero resistance when I'm, when I'm, you know, trying to move my hand up and down the shaft. Yeah. You like a silky stroke on the shaft. Yeah. I don't like a lot of, don't like a lot of friction when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, you know, tightly squeezing the shaft and moving my hand up and down on it. My, my plums, my, my bright blue plums, with the deep purple hue. Hey man, you gotta have options for people out there like you. Yeah. Um, okay. This fucking episode's officially off the fucking rails. Um, <laughs> Let's, so let's, let's talk about let's, John Torella. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about John Torella, the Hockey Troll Hip Check. What do you think? Let's do it. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. <laughs> All right. John Tortorella. Hired by the Flyers, probably not for seven million that they offered Barry Trotz. I don't know what the uh, the stipulations of the contract are, but I'm guessing he's getting pretty penny. Um, you know, what was John Tortorella's last coaching gig? Vancouver or Columbus? Columbus. Columbus. He yeah. was possibly the catalyst that created the back-to-back Tampa Bay Lightning after he swept <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning on their President's Trophy season. In the first round, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Tortorella, everywhere he goes, he's a complete dickhead. Uh, you know, he's a Boston mass hole guy, you know, totally on brand. Um, and he's always just been super, super uh, critical when coming to the press. Like, he wears his emotions on, the, on his sleeves for sure. Um, kind of like a Bruce Boudreaux, but, like, angry. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, he's like an yeah. he's like an angrier mass hole Bruce Boudreaux with zero joy in his life. It seems, um, you know. First of all, I, I would like to reiterate that I called this. I knew this was going to happen, and I think it was the best fit for the Flyers. Uh, right now, the Flyers are a meaningless dumpster fire of a team. They have zero identity. Long. Gone are the Broad Street Bullies days. They're they're basically a wet paper bag. 
They have no identity. When you go play the Flyers, you don't know what the hell you're going to get. I mean, is it a skilled team? Is it a team that's going to goon it up? I mean, are they physical? I cannot answer any of those questions. Can you, Polly? No, not at all. Uh, honestly, all I can think of the Flyers right now is you can almost chalk up your matchup to be a W. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, the Philadelphia Flyers generally play pretty well against D.C. with that little bit of a rivalry that we have. And now that we're in the Metro, you know, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty apparent. But at the same time, like, um, you know, I, I I look at the Flyers and I just feel sorry for them <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah. Was it 1975? It's our last cup. Yep. Yep. So it's been... Jesus, 40, 50, almost 50 years. Yeah. You know, I feel bad. I, I like Giroux. I feel bad for Giroux. Well, and you know, um, you look at it and Claude Giroux, like the Flyers at this point, you know, getting rid of G, I think that signaled like, okay, we're blowing it up. Yeah, I think so. And I think you've made the point before that um, – Torts is kind of the guy who comes in and puts a team into a position to get ready to make a run. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what we talked about a week ago. Tortorella, he's 63. He's enjoyed a 19-year coaching career. He's got 673 wins, which makes him the 14th most winning coach in, in NHL history. That's not bad company to be in. You know, you can't scoff at that. You know, we've covered that he's a, a total dick to the media, which I like. I think it's fucking hilarious. It's like you never know what he's going to do when he comes out. And he's always so short when, like, and, and when he's pissed off and the media asks another question, he's just like, I don't know, next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so, and, and players have had mixed emotions with John Tortorella. You know, the on-ice results are different, though. Like, you look at what he did in New York. The shot blocking took him to the Eastern Conference Finals, like took him to, um, you know, took him deep in the playoffs a couple times uh, in it during his time there. You look at him winning a cup with Tampa Bay, uh, you know, so he has won a cup before, right? That's correct. A long time ago, back when Tampa yeah. Bay won their first. Um, and, you know, so players have like a mix. And then you will, you look at Vancouver was kind of like a nothing burger, burger, but he had really little to work with there. And then Columbus, he started to instill a little bit of an identity into that team, which if you think about teams with no identity, I mean, I think Columbus, other than the Philadelphia Flyers as of late, but like, you know, historically you look at Columbus and you're like, what is their game? You know? Yeah. That's, that's kind of been an expansion team that has really struggled to, to really be anything relevant other than, oh yeah, we play Columbus tonight. Right. It was Rick Nash, and then it was like, okay, we're just going to never have an identity other than Rick Nash. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and then it's – it's it, but Tortorella kind of turned that turned the ship around on that as well. So I think that as far as a, a guy who's going to install culture and the Philadelphia Flyers and his press releases this far have been centered around that, you know – I think it's obvious that nobody's going to expect the Philadelphia Flyers to be making deep runs next year. Uh, they're in a they're rebuilding phase for sure. They just they just jettisoned their captain of like ten years, and 
they're ready for a full overhaul. So they really did throw the baby out with the bathwater here, and now they're just refilling the tank. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he's he's the kind of guy that'll he'll he'll whip the guys into shape. He'll he'll retool their game, like you said he did in New York. He definitely seems like the right fit personality wise and you know coaching style slash previous results wise. Yeah, and I mean he's going to hold guys accountable too. Uh, I think that's pretty it's pretty important with a young team because you're going to go through a rebuild. You're going to have to build through the draft here with Philadelphia. Uh, he's he's going to hold guys accountable and he's going to make sure that uh, this was the case. You know, um, of course it sounds like Philadelphia wanted Trots, but. They ended because of all of that money and Trotz turned him down. I would too, if I was Barry Trotz. Um, but I think it was less of a one and two pick versus a one A one B. Yeah, and Tortorella has been on the shelf as a head coach for a while, so you know he's been doing some some analyst work when he was talking shit on Tre- Trevor Zegris for that. Kid play showboating, uh, you know, expect to get punched in the face type old school hockey. But if that is the identity that the Philadelphia Flyers want to return to, he's the guy to put it in. Um, he's had run-ins with players in the past, but from what I hear, he's much more of a player's coach than he puts on. You know, he seems a much more authoritarian. He outwardly faces, but from what I've heard, uh, the majority of his players like him. And do liken him more to more of a player's coach than you would think. You know, like I said, I, I feel like he would be kind of more of like a uh, like a Bowman where a Scotty one where it was just like nothing personal. Like you know, this is just, you know, a th- like it's my show. It's my way or the highway. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Though the negative side of that is he has had run-ins with some players. Uh, Brandon Dubinsky tweeted out recently when the Flyers fired him, like prayers for the Flyers, basically like good luck with this asshole. They were not getting along in New York. Dubinsky ends up losing this battle, though, on the team in New York. You know, I think, at least. I mean, he stayed a lot. He stayed, I, I'm pretty sure Dubinsky ended up staying around with New York, but uh, but I, I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember how this kind of came out. Do you Wasn't this Columbus? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Columbus. No. Was it? Yeah. Maybe. Let me look it up real quick. But anyways, so who comes out on top of this? It was Columbus. My um, yeah. I mean, Dubinsky's also the guy who got a lot of talk because he said basically that uh, Sid was – below Ovechkin when you play against him. Right, because he dove like a little um, bitch. Who Tortorella also came out and said that the Penguins' whiny stars are always getting favored by the NHL, which we already knew. But actually, sorry, so Dubinsky played for Tortorella on both the Rangers and the Blue Jackets over four seasons apiece, so eight years. Um, but, you know, in 2012, uh, the pair's relationship was basically a shit show. And, you know, I, I, uh, I, this, I, I honestly, I guess looking back, I, there wasn't a clear winner of this, right? Like the coach didn't get fired to, you know, because of it specifically, a la Ovechkin versus Bruce Boudreaux, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, 
or a couple uh, other coaches. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, and you know, I don't blame management for not taking a side on that either, uh, for both teams. So, you know, something apparently sour there and I love the drama, but it never turned, it never, I, I feel like when a player speaks out against his coach, it never goes in the player's favor. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, he's your coach, dude. Like, that's how it is. Like, play the game. He's the boss. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, another guy who did not like Tortorella was Sean Avery. Um, Sean Avery shit on Tortorella, called him like a little chihuahua that was a little tiny man who was trying to prove that he was a big dog in the locker room when he was with New York. Sounds a lot like Sean Avery. It's exactly. I think Sean Avery and Tortorella were just too alike. That's probably what happened yeah. there. Um, so, you know, those two very vocal accounts aside, nobody else on the team, you know, this wasn't like a Babcock-esque where the whole team was, yeah, like, fuck Babs. He totally stabbed everybody in the back. He's like a manipulative piece of shit. It was just a personality clash with a couple of players, it seems like. Uh, in any case, it looks like... Uh, Tortorella is more than fine, uh, especially with his relationship and his opportunities. And now he's the head coach of Philadelphia Flyers. And like I said, you know, I think the Flyers are going to save some money on him. I think $7 million for a coach is outrageous. Uh, but I think that, I think this is a good call by the Flyers looking for an identity. And, and I think that Tortorella is the guy to do it. And if Tortorella does do well, turns his team around in a couple years, I don't think that the Philadelphia Flyers jettison him for a uh, like a Barry Trotz or like the the top name who's available at any given point in the next couple years. Do you? No, I think if he turns his team around, they're going to stick with him. Yeah, and I think that they're going to give him a shot in the playoffs and see like what what he can do with Philadelphia. Uh, you know, three or four first round exits, though. You know, I mean, I think obviously it's probably time to move on, or you know, even a couple, but. At the same time, you look at the career of John Tortorella and, you know, he could be, he could be, um, taking the Flyers into the playoffs here. You know, hate to see it because <laughs> it's the Flyers. Well, if he can put him in a position to bump Pittsburgh out of that yearly playoff spot, I'll take it. Yep. Let's go. Maybe reinvigorate that battle of Pennsylvania. Hey, that's the the Flyers and Penguins are my favorite hockey uh, playoff series to watch. That does not include a team I cheer for. Yeah, uh, and I love to see. I love it when Phil and and that's why like I can't totally hate Philadelphia because they do put the smackdown on on uh, the Penguins every once in a while. Yeah, the the enemy of my enemy. Exactly, the devil we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's my spiel on Don Tort John Tortorella with the Flyers. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how this pans out. Uh, and even if you have zero dog in the fight like us, at least, and, and you know, I don't know if Tortorella, I, I, don't, I don't see him getting soft in this position. We're at least going to have some amazing press conferences, right? Oh, yeah. I, I love when he gives it back. <laughs> it's so funny. So, so funny. Um, 
Well, you know what else is funny there, Polly? Tell me. Winning money through DraftKings Sportsbook. I really had to figure out how to do that. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot and even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Definitely get in on DraftKings Sportsbook. There, that's an incredible offer. Win your hundred free hundred dollars. Use code THPN on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that is code THPN. And thank us later. Thank us later. I am quite peckish, Polly. Well, my uh, my oven is nice and hot. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. Hey, it's graduate season. And it is. It is. Jack Johnson, after 17 years, got his undergrad degree. Good for, good for yeah. him. <laughs> Yeah, 17 years ago, he started his freshman year. Um, he ended up playing two seasons at Michigan and uh, went back, got himself a general studies degree. You know, he ended up saying, you know, just something he, he wanted to do for himself. You know, this year also, Brooks Orpig got his degree from Boston College 24 years after his freshman year. Man, these are like some serious Ryan, Super Saiyan God uh, seniors, huh? Yeah, right? Uh, imagine them playing intramurals. <laughs> uh, I'm, I believe Ryan Whitney also, he went back and got his degree from BU once he had retired. Um, you know, I just think, you know, one, it, it's great to see that because so many guys who go play college hockey, rarely do they play four seasons. So, right. I mean, I think it's great to see these guys are going back. Um. I believe the NCAA will recognize your scholarship when you go back, which could be a bit of a debate. You know, it's almost like you're cheating the university there because um, you're not really playing for your scholarship anymore. But, right. um, you know, congrats to Jack Johnson. You know, should have gone to Notre Dame because you're from Indiana, but whatever. And. <laughs> Congrats to Brooks Orpig. I know we already talked about that a while ago, but I just wanted to ta- talk about Jack Johnson a little bit more, too. Yeah. You know, he gets constantly, constantly shit on. <laughs> and he has had some rough times. That is for sure on the ice. 
Yeah, and off the ice too. Off the ice, yeah. So, you know, something people don't think about or care about, I guess, is that he had to file bankruptcy because his parents were his power of attorney and spent all of his money. Like, he didn't even real he didn't even realize what was happening, and then he started like being told he owed people money, and he was like, "What?" And I think he's now at the point where he's allowed to collect on his contracts. There was because he was committed to making some sort of payment as a part of his bankruptcy agreement. He was making a couple seasons, like $230,000. Wow. Which is well below league minimum. Yeah, and I mean, when he broke um, into the league, he was a star. And, like, he was getting, in Columbus, like, seven, eight million dollars a year. Like, he, he had a big contract. I mean, it was multiple millions of dollars, I, I thought, at one point. Yeah. Carolina drafted him third overall in 2005. Wow. And he started his season with the Kings... He was there for six years. Then he played with the Jackets for the next six years. So he's won a couple a cup. years. In, um, to did the Kings win in twelve? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought because they won a what three in five years. No, they won two in two and like four years. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, I, I believe this is his first opportunity at a cup. Okay. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, but <laughs> he uh, – so anyway, every, everybody is always getting on Jack Johnson. I've noticed through the playoffs, even on, even on Av's Twitter, he still – he gets tore up. Yeah, uh, I think he had the first goal of the season actually this year. It was a pretty sweet, pretty sweet goal. But I'm very pro Jack Johnson. I mean, I watch I watch the game, and some of the plays he gets beat on, I think, really aren't much different than what other people will get beat on. But then it happens to him, and they everyone acts like he's just extraordinarily bad. Yeah, he's he's a martyr, and we know you love yeah. an underdog. Yeah, I mean, I I will admit he does have a a minus of one fourteen. That's not very good for a defenseman. Career minus of one fourteen. Yes, um, that is poop. That's really well, bad. Well, the LA is where he really racked up bad. He yeah, was minus they were 90. shit when he was there. Yeah, he was minus ninety in six years in LA. So, <laughs> you know that's. God. <laughs> that's that's where it is. But, you know, he's played 1,024 regular season games. If this guy's not good at hockey, there's no way he's playing that many hockey games. And as a defenseman, he's got 312 points. I mean, that's getting close on, you know, uh, a, a point every three games. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the advanced stat crowd that hates him, right? But he's yeah. done time with, like, the Penguins – you know, he's he gets looks. I mean, he's a viable player, and I think that they like him because he's a big physical presence. Yeah. I mean, he had a big momentum-shifting hit in game one. Um, I can't remember who he hit, but 
someone was trying to beat him on the offensive blue line, and he just completely upended him. I, I made a TikTok about it with Jack Johnson's banana pancakes in the background because <laughs> uh, it was a Jack Johnson, in parentheses, banana pancake. Uh, wow, you're a genius. <laughs> you know, I know. I really am. You know, in the, in addition to his NHL career of a 1,000 games, he has also played, you know, the two seasons for Michigan that we talked about. He has played for Team USA. Let me count here real quick. One, two, three. Fifteen different times he has worn the red, white, and blue, whether it was um, he played for him in U17, U18, he played World Juniors. He played. He's played World Championships, the Olympics. He was on the World Cup team. I Tortorella put him on, dressed him for two games. Yeah. Um. He this season, you know, in these playoffs, he currently is. Um. Oh, they don't have hits here. Well, he's had a lot of hits. Yeah. Uh, crap. I mean, that's what he's putting <laughs> to the table for sure. And yeah, I mean, he's from what I understand, he's like a really nice guy too. Like I remember they did like a special on him a couple years after the whole drama with his parents went down, and he really kind of opened up. Uh, a lot of people don't remember that, but I, I mean, you know, when that's the ultimate betrayal. Like your parents robbed you, you trusted them yeah. implicitly, and they took everything from you to the point where, you know. $20 million is fucking gone. Yeah, that's brutal. And from what I understand, they don't they don't talk anymore. I couldn't talk to my parents if they fucking robbed me of $20 million. No. I mean, that's, that's unforgivable. I don't care yeah. how much they've invested in him during his life. First of all, they by no means put as much money into him as he could have put into them. Right. Like... He would have probably given them yeah. anything they asked for. Yeah. And even if he was going to be a stingy bastard and never pay them anything as a thank you for all the sacrifices they've made his parents, you are still his fucking parents. I know. Yeah. I, and like, that's... It's heinous. It's... That's fucked. Like, I, I can't... I can't imagine what that... What, you know, what, what goes through those people. I mean, you know, hey... I'll, I've never been tempted with uh, opportunity like that, so I don't know. Maybe my kid starts making millions of dollars. I rob her blind too, but uh, you know, I, I would like to think that I wouldn't. That's just so terrible, you know. It is. It is, and you know, he is now thirty-five years old. Yeah. And as a thirty-five-year-old, seventy-four games in the regular season, sixty-eight blocks, ninety-one hits. I mean, he is still out there playing the physical game. Getting, you know, he's on the the bad side, heading towards forty. Yeah, he he's nowhere near a young man. Um, he can still play the game. You know, I watch him play, and there are certain things that I, I notice. Sometimes he gets a little, sometimes he gets a little caught watching. Yeah, but for the most part, like I, I think he's a valuable piece of that team. He, I don't think he played much this playoffs until Samuel Gerrard broke his sternum. Right. And then he was the first one. He's who they put in the lineup. And I'm pretty sure he's been in the lineup ever ever since. And 
I've liked what I've seen out of him so far. Uh, and then another thing that probably makes me like him is, yeah, I'm a Notre Dame fan. That's no Are secret. You? I didn't His brother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? His brother-in-law is Brady Quinn, who was is one of the best quarterbacks in Notre Dame history. Right. You know, the, the Quinn family is from Dublin, Ohio, which is outside of Columbus. So, you know, Brady went to Notre Dame, but his sister was at Ohio State, and she ended up marrying A.J. Hawk, who helped them win a national championship and then was a Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers. Brady's youngest sister married Jack Johnson, who I can only assume they met when he was playing for Columbus. Mm-hmm. And then Brady Quinn married a um, an Olympic gymnast. So a lot of good a lot of good pedigree for that next generation. Yeah, I bet, no doubt. Um, you know, I mean, and and with it's just a, such a heartbreaking story for him. Uh, you know, I'm if he ends up winning a cup, I mean. Talk about a guy who had a roller coaster of a career, like off the ice. Absolutely. I mean, he. It's definitely not a Ray Bork situation, but it's no. like that kind of feel good story of like a overcoming. Well, I mean, Ray Bork's was just he played hockey for a long time, didn't win a cup. But this is this is like a real personal triumph. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Um, and. I, yeah, so I don't. I mean, I, you know, you're you're almost trying to win me over on like rooting for the Avs again, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fucking fall for your tricks. But uh, <laughs> you know, Jack Johnson, interesting story. You know, there that's. I feel like that's like a personal story that the that could be a movie one day. Yeah, it could be. How would you feel to be his parents? Looking like just a complete asshole. Oh, I know. And I just... It's so mind-boggling that, that parents can do that. I mean, obviously people are shitty, but... Really, really brutal. Definitely not the feel-good story of like, yeah, we're celebrating your success. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> out here. It's it's more of just a really bad, for sure. So Interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, you've got these other... Other pro players where it's like, I bought my mom a house. And then yeah. you got this where my mom stole everything from me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's, they bought themselves like five houses or something. I mean, they were, they were like, from what I remember from the story, they were not responsible with the cash. They're just being shit bags with it and like spending it like ballers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just. Very sad. It is. I, it is. I just I hope that people can, if the if the Avalanche win this cup, and when you see Jack Johnson raise the Stanley Cup, like think about it from a human level, and there are probably very few people who have gone through what he's gone through and then got to that triumph. Yeah, and have been the whipping boy of the advanced stat crowd for his entire career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, you know, this playoffs, he doesn't have any points, but he's he's been out there playing pretty solid defense. You know, I've seen, like I said, I've seen him making the hits in the blocks. He's made some nice 
defensive plays on two on ones and three on twos. I mean, he's he's out there playing hockey better than any of us who can sit here and crunch numbers. <laughs> That's true. Hockey. You know, and I don't think that he, I don't think that anybody ever questioned his compete level, right? And it's crazy to think that a guy like that has gotten this far on just straight up effort alone. Yeah. I mean, effort and talent, of course, and, and physicality, whatever. But like, you know, that that's all, those are all effort gutty plays. They're not like I'm resting on my laurels of being like, you know, able to just drop in 20 goals a year. Yeah. It's not, he, he's not where he is because he has, Patrick Kane skill. He's here because he's gritty and he's clawed and, you know, fought for everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Well, good segment, Polly. You have anything else? No. No, I don't think so. Well, if the if the Avs win, I want I want to get a Jack Johnson jersey that has the Stanley Cup patch on it. <laughs> <laughs> Add like to your ever-growing one, collection. Yeah, one as a, a support of Jack Johnson, but also as a little bit of a troll, especially because we live in, <laughs> near Pittsburgh, and the Pittsburgh fans were more brutal than any other fan base, I'm pretty sure, towards them. Yeah, I mean, everybody, they they hated the trade. I loved the trade because I knew it wasn't going to help them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and they paid him. They paid him pretty well, too, so... Yeah, yeah, Joe Sack brought him in on a PPO and signed him for a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's bona fide NHL talent, though, either way. Yeah, and an American, American silver medalist. Yep. Vancouver Games. Absolutely, absolutely. Good stuff. All right, well, good luck to Jack Johnson. You know, yeah. ultimate middle finger to your parents would be winning the cup. Yeah, and, you know, if he ever gets any kind of acceptance speech, if he would just thank, like, the Quinn family, his in-laws, and not yeah. his own parents, that'd be even better. Wow. There you go. Snub him. Snub him on the national stage. I love it. Get petty. Do it. <laughs> awesome. All right, Captains. Well, next week, uh, we're taking a little bit of a break, so we pre-recorded some episodes for you. Um, what's the first episode? I, I, we recorded it a while ago and, and it's going to be out there. We talked about the NHL point system. Yep. For wins and losses, overtime wins and losses. And then on Thursday of next week, we will be, you know, just stroking ourselves in Nick Backstrom and kind of Nick back, a backy appreciation podcast. Yeah. Can't, you know, we, we can't get enough Nicky. Exactly, exactly. All right, Capstans, thanks for tuning in. If you like the show, find where you can rate us and give us five stars only, please. Five stars only. And until next week, uh, we'll see you then. Hockey Troll, Poly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. 
Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.